get free. Fresh off the bench, Yoki Haru. The finish born blue liner dumped to the ice by Boldy. Stayed with it and worked it to Alex Tuck. Tuck centers Yoki Haru scores. And this game is over. The Sabres stun the Wild. Henry Yoki Haru with the overtime winner. And the Wild suffer an absolute gut punch here today. They fall 3-2. Yeah, when points are at such a premium, the Wild were 35.8 seconds away from scooping both points today at XL Energy Center. Instead, they go to overtime and have to settle for just one. Welcome to the postgame show. Kevin Falmus downstairs in the Bob Kurtz Radio Center, upstairs in the Al Shaver Press Box. Tom Reed is standing by. Oh, boy, Tom. Gut punch, I think, is a great way to put it because the Wild need points in the worst way, and today they got to settle for one. Yeah, but at least you get one out of it, Kevin. You have to look at the, the bright side of things, too. Uh, they were very fortunate. I thought Buffalo played a very solid game here. This is not a very good hockey club, but they came with a purpose in mind. That was a walk away with the victory, and they got that. But uh, Minnesota goes in to reflect uh, what could have been, should have been, but was not. And then, of course, not getting the two points here. So disappointing, certainly for the players, for the fans, for the broadcasters who have to cover cover this. But at the same time, you know what? You're on to the next game in two, within four or eight hours. You're going to on to your next game. So put this one behind you. Learn something from it. You hope that they can pick up the two points before they start back on the road again. It's too bad, especially considering the way overtime has evolved in the National Hockey League. It's basically a game of keep away. And the Wild, up until they turned it over, controlled overtime. They were just circling the zone. Boldy takes a shot and misses the net, and here they come the other direction, and just like that, it's over. Yeah, when you get those chances, you make the most of them. Buffalo was able to do that here tonight, but they, you know, we talk about expectations of players and so on, and he said this before. I was talking to Johnny Granato before the game, the coach of the head coach of Buffalo, and he was saying, you know, we had such a good year last year, but the problem is the expectations are that those players are going to be able to repeat that again, and you can't always do that, so... Uh, disappointed certainly in where they are in the standings, but uh, dis- not disappointed with the outcome of this game for them tonight. Yeah, unfortunately for the Wild, they suffer defeat and now are 4-0-1 in their last five. we got to get our catalyst of the game. Tom Reed, who's going to be your catalyst of the game? Well, it's going to be from the Minnesota side. I'm going to go with Gus. I thought Gus had a very solid game here. He did what he had to do, and he made the, made the saves when he had to, but unfortunately the team couldn't support it at the other end, so I will go with him as being number one today. Very tough week of hockey coming up for the Wild, including Monday, when they take on not only the best team in the Pacific, the best team in the West, the team with the best record in the National Hockey League. Rick Tockett's <laughs> Vancouver Canucks are coming to town. Yeah, and he's done such a marvelous job with his hockey club also. It's going to be fun to Watson, they're well, 50, 50, 55 games coming to this one. They have won 37 of those 55. His head coaching, his first year, has done a terrific job with that club. They are playing with a lot of confidence, and they can score goals. So Minnesota better be in their best behavior on this one because when you look at them right now, they've got 203 goals scored, and that's just the second most in the in the uh, the cent- in the Western Conference. So they got the people who put the puck in the net. We'll see what happens. Early hockey game today. Early hockey game on Monday as well. Tonight you got some good stuff happening down at Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub, I bet. Yeah, we do. I mean, we had a good crowd beforehand. It's going to be fun. You know, that 1 o'clock game on, uh, on Monday will be fun. Also, with Vancouver coming to town. But Minnesota has better start thinking about who they're playing on Monday. Just put this out, out of their mind right now. Make sure they're ready once the puck has dropped on uh, the beginning of the week. All right. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Tom Reed upstairs in the Al Shaver press box following an overtime loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Post game show just getting underway. We'll pause. By the way, 
He said Philip Gustafson, the catalyst of the game. The catalyst of the game is presented by Catalyst Supply Co. Building materials and install support for the modern professional. As good a choice as any. Unfortunately, the Wild couldn't seal this one. They have to settle for a point, and they lose in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres. More from St. Paul after a break. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. for our Toyota shift of the game. Boy, it looked like the Wild were going to skate away with both points in this one. Jules Eriksson tied the game, 4-0-2 of the third. Declan Chisholm scores his first goal as a member of the Minnesota Wild on the power play, 11-21 of the third. Wild have their first lead of the hockey game, and they are up at that point. But then we go to the latter stages of regulation. UPL pulled for the extra attacker, and that's where we find, unfortunately, the big rig delivers the Toyota shift of the game. Middle step to Darlene. Now Thompson shooting one. Gustafson the save. He made another save and they score. Jordan Greenway from the blue paint has haunted his former mates. Looked like Gustafson might have had it. But it trickles home, and this game's tied at two. Yeah, that's what gets us past regulation and into overtime, and Buffalo secures both badly needed points by them. Wild settle for one, and that's mostly because Jordan Greenway squeezed one through the pillows of Philip Gustafson. Gets his ninth goal of the season, ties the game, gets us past regulation, and Jordan Greenway delivers the Toyota shift of the game. Presented by Toyota, official vehicle of the Minnesota Wild. Wild falls short against the Sabres. We'll break, and we'll get more from St. Paul next. This is Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Wild settle for a point in an overtime defeat to the Buffalo Sabres. Before we continue to recap this thing, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. some of the highlights in this one 0-0 through one period of play 0-0 through two periods of play go to the third and a former gopher bites his home state it's Casey Middlestad with his 13th of the year just blows down the right side beats Gustafson 39 seconds into the final frame Bruins get uh, Bruins the Sabres dent the scoreboard while down one zip early on in the third period. But that's when Jules Eriksson and that top line come to play. U.S. Olympic men's hockey history as Kaprizov streaks in left side. Ran out of room center and he scores! a nifty little play by Kirill Kaprizov. I assume he did that on purpose as he's blowing down the left side. Just kind of leaves it on the doorstep for Jules Eriksnek. Out of the reach of UPL, Jules Eriksnek able to hammer home his 25th of the season. 4-0-2 into the third where even Steven had a goal apiece. Wild not done from there. How about the new guy getting into the action? Wild muscle it back. Chisholm has a lane. Fired a shot. He scores! Yeah, a wrister from the right point through traffic. His first NHL goal in his fifth NHL game. 
Gives the Wild their first lead of the hockey game. 11-21 of the third. Johansson and Rossi with the helpers on the power play. Wild in front. It, that's your score late in regulation. We know how it goes from there. The big rig, Jordan Greenway, bites his former team. Pulls the game even at two apiece. That one comes at 35.8 seconds left to go in regulation. We go to overtime. And you can hear the heartbreak across the state of hockey. He'll bank it free. Fresh off the bench, Yoki Haru. The finish born blue liner. Dumped to the ice by Boldy. Stayed with it and worked it to Alex Tuck. Tuck center, Yoki Haru scores. And this game is over. So Sabres stun the Wild. Henry, Yoki Haru with the overtime winner. As the Wild suffer an absolute gut punch here today. They fall 3-2. Yoki Haru, God bless you. Gazumtite. Third of the season for him from Tuck and Thompson. Minute 29 of the extra session. Wild lose and settle for a point in front of 19,276. That's your game recap. John Hines right around the corner. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Declan Chisholm. I'm sure you're like me. Thought that that was going to be the game winner for the Minnesota Wild. What a story that would be for Declan Chisholm. Instead, he settles for his first goal as a member of the Minnesota Wild and his first goal in the National Hockey League. Congratulations to new guy Declan Chisholm. Scores a goal in his Minnesota Wild debut in just his fifth game in the National Hockey League. As for our Toyota shift of the game, we're feeling pretty generous. We're going to give it to both of them, especially early on. Both Philip Gustafson and UPL were rock solid. Middleton, they came out in front and a couple of whacks. And Lukanen salts it away. Here's a breakaway chance. Freddie Goudreau in with a shot. Lukanen the save. And certainly threw one in front. Oh, what a save by Lukanen. Jurgensen's now rolls it off right side of Pozo. Dancing in. Threw one in the back post. Great stop. Gustafson with his right pad. As I mentioned to Tom Reed, the Wilds' best chance in overtime after they drained some time off the clock, circled back into center ice, it was to Matt Boldy. Drives the net but misses it. And so... While UPL made 30 saves through regulation, didn't have to stop one in overtime. Instead, that goes back the other direction. Yoki Haru scores the overtime winner on the only shot of the overtime period. And the Wild go down in defeat. They settle for a point. Let's see what John Hines thinks about that. The head coach addressing the media in progress. So, John, is that one point Last opportunity, or maybe a little bit of both. I think it's one point. You know, I think five out of six points is you know it was a chance to get six out of six this week. We got five out of six, so um, yeah, I think overall it was a pretty good week for us. I thought we played some really good hockey and uh, style of game that gives us the best chance to win. And uh, so I think we got to build on that. We got another big week coming up. Yeah, on that point, I mean, how important is it to get these guys right in the mindset that hey, don't just chop, throw this away and, and realize that this is a huge week that really can make the season. Yeah, you know, I mean, even going into last week, I think this little segment of games here is a big part of it. And, um, you know, we got an opportunity to get back together tomorrow, uh, practice and, and get our minds right. And then we start a new week. So um, this week we move past it, uh, put the points in the bank. But to me, 
you know, I think more importantly is just more if we can continue the consistency and the style of game that uh, we played for the majority of the week, that's going to give us the best chance to continue to to, to win and be a hard team to play against. Do you think there could have been a whistle for the tying goal? I, don't, I mean, it's tough. You know, I don't – I don't. Uh, that really hasn't entered my mind. My mind is how, how, how can we play that situation a little bit better more than the whistle. But I think that's – you know, we've been in a lot of situations where it hasn't gone in either, and, and we've had those scrums. So, unfortunately, tonight it went in. In terms of like boxing out, yeah. Yeah, yeah just – yeah, I think boxing out and, you know, the, the coverage and that, just the details of your stick position and things when you get in those net scrums. Um, but – that's what happens. You get pucks to the net in those situations, and you know, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't get the job done. Regardless of the goal, uh, Chisholm looked like he wasn't rusty at all. I mean, he, he uh, really played a pretty fine game. He did. He played a really good game. I thought he was. You could see his skating was evident. Uh, I think his puck play. He looked good on the power play, but you know, that's one component. Five on five. I thought he moved the puck well, and he had good gaps. You know, he's a good skater, so he's confident in the skating. So I think his gaps are good on rush defense and things like that. I thought he he played hard in the hard areas where you have to defend. So it was a good first game for him. You uh, swap centers on the third and fourth lines. Is that is that a continuation of what you were talking about yesterday? That you hadn't been very happy with the Hartman line, or, or what was the motivation there? Yeah, just I thought as it went on, just just flip the centers, and then I think you get a little bit more speed on both lines, and and um, you know I thought this the that was more of it, just getting a little seeing if we just flip them. Uh, and see if we get a little bit more in game. It wasn't so much that I was disappointed in anybody. It was just trying to get a little bit more pace uh, in those two lines. Did you, uh, you know, with the, like, how frustrating is that last minute? Just from the, you guys did everything right until that 45 seconds. I mean, you kept, you they, they were offside twice. They couldn't get the goalie off. And it looked like you guys just were going to, you know, walk to the finish line and then, and then you had to, you know, sort of deal with the disappointment. Yeah, you know, I think particularly there was, uh, you know, to, to me coming out of the game, I think there was for sure some situation. I thought we did a really good job in our – like they couldn't get in the zone. So I think our neutral zone forecheck details were really good. Uh, I thought there was two to three opportunities where we were in the offensive zone and we tried to make plays. One was from below the goal line. One was later where we tried to make, make a play into the middle where at that point in the game we get in the offensive zone, hold on to pucks, make them defend. Uh, you know, eat time off the clock. Uh, so I thought I, I thought that was one component, and then the other one is just sometimes in those net defense. You know, six on five is a little bit different than five on five regarding how and when you box out. Uh, but I think we could have played that that situation a little bit better. So uh, you, you obviously don't like the end result, but I think you know, like everything, you got to look at how can we be better in that situation the next time it arises. The overtime was kind of like that too. You did everything right. You got the face off. You made the change. You got the new guys on, and then I, I don't know if it was a pass around the end or whatever, but suddenly it's going the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even then we had it covered. I thought. I thought looking back at it, you know, that was a tough. Like that's sometimes a three on three, right? Like they get into a line change, and then a fresh guy comes on, and Bolds gets spun around, and then Marco's got to play the two on one. I th- he's trying to play a soft two on one. They made the play, uh, but that's you know that's uh, special situations. You know, um, th- those are areas you know you you certain it can be differences in games, and, and tonight they certainly were. John, even though the result didn't go your way tonight, what, what has it been about this stretch that, from what you've seen, that you've liked that you feel you can build on moving forward? 
Well, I think we've been, I, I think we've played a pretty consistent game. And what I mean by that is we've asked, you know, we've got to have a certain level of competitiveness and a willingness uh, to compete at a high level night in and night out. That, that's hard to do. But if you want to win and you want to be a playoff team, th- those things, that first and foremost is important. I think we've had that, that commitment, regardless of who we played, to, to have that level of mental and physical intensity. And, and we've had that. I think the style of game overall has been strong. You know, we've been strong on the forecheck, strong offensive zone. I think that we've been able to, to control some games where we're not under a lot of duress. And I think that's a good, that's a strong recipe to be able to win. Uh, special teams have been strong. So I think when you, when, you, when you combine those things and then you get consistency in those night after night after night, that's going to give you the best chance to win here down the stretch. There you go, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, John Hines, addressing the media following the overtime loss to the Buffalo Sabres. We'll uh, take a break, wrap things up here on a Saturday afternoon slash evening in St. Paul and get you ready for Wild Fan Line. What, Micheletti's busy? Let's grab Halvey. Zach Halverson joins for Wild Fan Line, taking your calls in the Twin Cities on FM 100.3 The Fan. If we're not on your radio dial, simply go to kfn.com slash listen. We'll preview that and preview the end of the brief two-game homestand while hosting the Canucks on Monday. You're listening to Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Off the bench, Yoki Haru. The Finnish born blue liner dumped to the ice by Boldy. Stayed with it and worked it to Alex Tuck. Tuck center, Yoki Haru scores. And this game is over. So Sabres stun the wild. Henry, Yoki Haru with the overtime winner. Well, it's a shot. Hits my chest. It's a rebound and then shoots it into my pads. And I have it in the in my triangle between my pads. Uh, so I don't know what they what they call having it or blocking it. I don't know, but I think we should have challenged it. Philip Gustafson would have liked to have seen or heard a whistle, I guess, on the goal by Jordan Greenway. It uh, squirts through his ads, ends up in the back of the net, comes late in regulation, while they end up losing in overtime, and they suffer the loss, but still... Glass half full, points in each of the last five games, going 4-0-1 over that stretch. That's nine out of a possible 10 points. And in their last 10 games, they've got 15 out of a possible 20 points, going 7-2-1. They'll finish off the season series with the Sabres 0-1-1. They've now won four of their last five against the Eastern Conference. Philip Gustafson suffers the loss. Head won five of his last seven starts. He suffers the overtime defeat. Falls to 15, 13, and 3. That's your game recap. Up next for the Wild. Finishing off the brief two-game homestand. Taking on the best team with the best record in all of hockey. The Avalanche? The Stars? The Bruins? No. The best record in the National Hockey League, get ready, belongs to the Vancouver Canucks. Into today, 80 points and number one in the league. They also have the most wins with 37 in 55 games. They'll host the Jets tonight looking for a fourth straight win. They're also 13-1-3 in their last 17, taking 29 to 34 points since early January. President's Day in St. Paul, pregame at 1245. That'll be on the network. KFAN joins straight up at 1 o'clock. Special thanks to Halvey, Jackson Rebel, Dylan Daniel, and Aaron Sickman. And for Joe O'Donnell and Tom Reed, I'm Kevin Falness.
Get ready. We got Wild Fan Line coming your way. Halvey and I are going to take your calls on the flagship for Wild Hockey, FM 100.3, the fan. If it's not on your radio dial, simply go to kfan.com slash listen. For the rest of you, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you Monday on the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. Listening to Minnesota Wild Hockey. Marcus Johansson, cross ice, a shot by Goudreau, he scores! Join us next time, right here, for more Wild Hockey action. Jam back out in front, skate save, flurry, robbing Niederreiter, and then he fought off the rebound from Appleton. Wild Hockey is an exclusive presentation of the Minnesota Wild, the National Hockey League, and the Minnesota Wild Radio Network.